Good morning and welcome to worship. He is risen. He is risen indeed. We need to take care of an item of business right now. Um, and we need to, if you would, we're going to call this body into a prayer mode, okay? Um, Mr. Dan, <clears throat> Mr. Dan is, is on the way to the emergency room right now, Dan Harrington. Don't know, don't know any details. You know, he's, he wears a little monitor thing, and then when it acts up or kicks in, the doctors call him. So anyway, they told him to get to the hospital. So um, let, let's just pray. Let's just pray right now, okay? You, you, you pray for you pray for him. Let's pray. Father, we we bow before you right now, asking, oh God, that you would be with uh, our dear friend, our brother. Dan Harrington. And Lord, whatever is going on with him, Lord God, only you know right now. And hopefully, Lord, nothing serious uh, going on. But, Lord, you have um, uh, must be uh, enough to get him to the hospital, whatever it is. We, we, we do pray that you would uh, work your hand in all of this. We pray that you would get him there safely. We pray when he does get there, God, that it will be nothing serious. Lord, we, he's in good hands. He's in your hands, and he knows that. And, Lord, just help him to feel your presence right now as those of us who love him are praying for him right now. So just be with him. Bless him, Lord, and may we get good news even before this service is completed. We pray in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. Thank you for doing that. Uh, never not a bad time to pray. So thank you, church, for um, joining me. Uh, in that couple of announcements that I'd like to make you aware of. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of these, but, um, remember the love offering for this month. Um, it's, uh, for Connie Maxwell Children's Home, which provides residential care, crisis care, family care, foster care for over 200 children and their families each year. And we were blessed by having, uh, uh Mr. Tony and, and the, the children from the, Orangeburg campus here last week. What a blessing. Mr. Tony, that's still being talked about. It was wonderful, and thank you for lining that up. Uh, so that that will be this Sunday and next Sunday you'll have a chance to give. And then also our annual Flag Day coming up, which is the first Sunday in May. So keep that on your calendar, and please invite folks to that. We'll have someone every year say, well, I, I forgot about it or what have you. Nobody reminded me. So take that upon yourself to uh, to make a special effort. Uh, to reach out to those folks who may be interested in coming. So those of you who visit with us today, thank you for coming our way. I hope you feel right at home. I hope you feel welcome here. And uh, as we worship together, uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's look at our anniversaries and birthdays for the week. And we have one of each, Emmy and Ashley Powell. Happy anniversary on Tuesday. And they're here with us today. And Mildred Canty has a birthday on Tuesday. And um, little Charlotte has just showed up for the first time. Zan and Sydney and Charlotte, welcome. First visit to church. So glad to have you on Easter Sunday. Well, let's sing happy birthday and anniversary to these folks.
Stand together. The choir is going to lead us in our call to worship. You find it printed there in your bulletin. Let's stand as we sing. Pray with me. Father, we thank you for the beautiful day you've given us to worship. And Lord, especially on this Sunday, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Lord, the day that we come together as a body of believers to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, without the resurrection, there's no need to worship. But God, because of the resurrection, Lord, you have offered us Eternal life, you have given us forgiveness of sins. And Lord, may we claim those promises this day. We love you and thank you for loving us. We pray in your name. Amen. Let's remain standing. Turn to hymn number 204 and we'll sing the first hymn this morning. 204.
Amen. Please be seated. Call to confession, prayer of confession, and assurance of forgiveness. Let me give us a verse to hang on to this morning. Uh, It's a very familiar verse to all of us. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. And it says this, Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Can we call on him at this time? Father in heaven, we thank you for this time in worship where we can call on you, that we can confess our sinfulness. And Lord, each of our sins, I'm sure, are different. But Lord, you know them. Lord God, make us aware of them. But God, also remind us that if we confess our sins before you, that you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So God, on this Resurrection Sunday, we are calling upon you and we're depending on you to answer us and to show us great and mighty things which we might not even be aware of. I pray in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. Young folks, meet me down front. All right. Happy Easter to you. Thank you. All right. Today, during the service, during the sermon, when I say, He is risen, what are you to say? He is risen indeed. Okay? So, today, when I ask, when I say, He is risen, He is risen indeed. Well, uh, I brought... I brought something with me today we want to see if we can look at. What's this? A cross. You know, there's a hymn that I really like that says, On a hill far away stood what? An old rugged cross. Stood an old rugged cross. Now, I know you can tell that I built this masterpiece, can't you? I mean, it is incredible. I'm sure the measurements are right on and all of that. But I just want to show us a lesson today, okay? I want you to see this. You see these three nails? You see the three nails? You see, I want us to think about when Jesus on this past Friday, it was called Good Friday. And I want you to think back on Friday when he was nailed to something very similar to this. Very similar to this. And the reason he was nailed on that tree was because of your sins and my sins and everybody else's sins in this building and all over the world. So what, what I want to do, I'm going to lay this cross down and, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hit this nail a couple times, okay? And I want you to think about, okay, every single person on the face of this earth, God sent his son Jesus to die for 
And with every time you hear it, listen. How about that? Every single time you hear that. That's a love. That's love. Scripture says God showed us how much he loved us by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross, to be nailed to this tree. And because of these these three nails, remember they were nailed in his, this hand, this hand, and one was put through his feet down at the bottom right here. Okay? And the reason that had to be done, and the reason he had to be put in a grave because he was dead, was so three days later he could come back to life. And he came back to life because he loves us so much. And he frees us from that sin. Understand that? He frees us from that sin. And we don't want no, no longer have to live in sin because Jesus took the nails in his hands and in his feet so that we can have life with him and have it forever and ever and ever as long as we say yes to him. And you know that the tomb, if we went to his tomb today, you know what we would find? Nothing. Because he's not there. The scripture says he is, has risen. Listen to what Revelation says. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Okay? Let's remember that this week and every day. Father, thank you for these young people. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the three nails. We thank you for, for forgiveness. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to die on the cross. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to be placed in a tomb. And thank you, Lord, for Allowing Jesus to come forth out of that grave. Thank you, Lord, for the love of Jesus for each one of us. In your name I pray. Amen. All right. Um, how about after church? Uh, after church, you come and get, get a bag out of this, out of this box, okay? And I'll just give you a little candy right here, but get a bag out of that box when you leave this morning, okay? <laughs> All right. There we go. Got it? Here we go. Thank you. All right. There we go. <clears throat> All right. Coming on back. Y'all get, get what you want. Okay? You good? All right. <clears throat> Let's stand for the doxology, please.
Oh, Lord, we're grateful for this opportunity to give back to you just a small portion of what you bless us with. Lord, you're so good to us, so remind us of that as we place monies into the offering plate to further your kingdom here on earth. And remind us of your word where you tell us that you love a cheerful giver. May we give with a cheerful heart. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. As we've mentioned earlier, we do want to continue to pray for, for Dan. Um, and whatever's going on with him right now, we do want to pray uh, for God to to work in his life. And also, uh, I, during announcement time, I, f- I failed to, to thank everyone for yesterday, the Easter egg hunt and the food and the funnel cakes and, and all of that. And Melissa, thank you for organizing that, putting that together. It was a blessing. So thank you for that. The Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4, 6, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. Father, we thank you again for this time together. And we do lift up to you, Brother Dan, again, and we pray for him, Lord, that you are, that you are with him. We know you are. That, you, that he would feel your presence even now as we are praying for him once again. So be with the doctors as they take care of him. Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you, Lord, for what it stands for in this community. And I pray, Lord God, that we'll always be a light shining in a dark world. Lord, remind us of the model prayer that you taught your disciples many years ago as we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven.
Amen. Well, we're going to have a, a, the message at this time, and then we're going to have a message in song from the choir, and we look forward to that. Uh, so I hope you have your Bibles today. I, had, I did not give you an outline or insert or anything like that, but I hope you have your Bibles, and we'll be looking at some, some passages uh, this morning. I shared, I shared with the ones who were here for um, <clears throat> sunrise service that this day, that this day in the life of the church, more people attend worship on Easter than any other time during the year. Easter Sunday. Did you know that 84% of the people who do not go to church believe in the resurrection? I had to go back to a story that I shared with this very same congregation about two or three years ago. And I want to share it again. Under God's leading. It happened in the mid-1950s. A British minister, W.E. Sangster, began to lose his voice and mobility. He had a disease that caused progressive muscular atrophy. Knowing the end was near, he began writing and praying without ceasing. Sangster's voice eventually completely failed him. And his legs became useless. On Easter morning, just a couple of weeks before he died, he took a pen in his shaking hand and he wrote his daughter a letter. In that letter, it read, I quote, It's terrible to wake up on Easter morning and have no voice to shout, He is risen. But it would be terrible to have a voice and not want to shout, He is risen. Church, He is risen. Thank you. Church, He is risen. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 12. 1 Corinthians 15, 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and our faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up if in fact the dead do not rise. Verse 16. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. The word of the Lord. Thank you, O God, for your word. Now speak to our hearts in the way that you want to speak this morning. Holy Spirit, deal with our hearts and lives. Show us, O God, 
what you want us to learn, what you want us to leave here with. In your name I pray. Amen. The late Billy Graham once said, and I quote, If I were an enemy of Christianity, I would aim right at the resurrection because that is the heart of Christianity. I thought about that and that raised to me in my heart a question. What would happen to your and my faith? If, if first thing Monday morning, tomorrow morning, the newspaper carried this headline, Body of Jesus Found Near Jerusalem, what would be left of our Christian faith? Would it matter at all? Or would we just go on as, as if nothing had ever happened? If there is no resurrection, Look at what we've just read. Verse 13. If there's no resurrection, then Christ is not risen. Verse 14. If Christ is not risen, our preaching and faith is empty. Verse 17. If our faith is empty and useless, then we are still in our sins. So if Christ is still in the tomb, he cannot save us from our sins. Therefore, we have no forgiveness. Therefore, we are eternally separated from God. Verse 18 tells us that if that be the case, guess what? We'll never see our loved ones again. Do you want to see your loved ones again? Do you want to see those who passed on before you? I certainly do. We will never see our loved ones again if Christ be not raised from the dead. But thanks be to God for verse number 20. It says, but now Christ is risen from the dead. You see... Good Friday, this past Friday, did, did it cross your mind that as all this crazy weather that was going on, did it happen to cross your mind at about three o'clock for some odd reason in our, in our area, things began to get pretty bad. And I began to think about the cross and who was hanging on the cross for you and for me. But see, on Easter Sunday morning, which is today, We celebrate his resurrection, him coming back to life. And you see, he rose personally, meaning what? That Jesus himself, not some substitute, it was Jesus himself who rose from the grave. And he rose bodily, meaning that it was his crucified body that they took off of that that cross and put in the tomb. It was that very same body that was raised. You see, whatever sin, our sin may be, whatever bad road we may have traveled, the shed blood of Jesus can take care of that. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see, it's no April Fool's joke that Jesus rose from the grave. 
It's no April Fool's. It's, it's a fact. It's the truth because the Bible tells us that it's the truth. You see, because it's the truth, death has lost its sting, its victory. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty four. Heaven becomes our home because Christ was raised from the dead. Heaven has become our home. You see, Jesus was crucified on Good Friday, but that was not... The climax, that wasn't the best part. The best part was Sunday when he came out of the grave, when he rose from the grave. He is risen. You see, that's the message that turned the world upside down, that Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, came back to life. The grave, church, is empty. Is empty. Nothing is there. You know, we don't think of good news being found in a graveyard. But that first Easter morning, there was great news in the graveyard. Jesus was alive. And because of that, your faith and my faith and your future and my future and your hope and my hope rest in that fact. We took a place, a trip to the burial places of Muhammad. And we called the roll and we said, Muhammad, here. Buddha, here, Confucius, here, Jesus, Jesus, not here, not here. Church, he is risen. If you're like me sometimes, you know, I feel that sometimes evil is winning from every side. But I'm reminded of Easter. I'm reminded of the resurrection. Because see, this is the way I see it. There, there's no grave deep enough. Get this. No grave deep enough. No seal tough enough. No stone heavy enough. No evil strong enough to have kept Jesus in the grave. Nothing kept him there. Nothing could have kept him there. But I want to conclude this morning with this. Matthew 28 and verse number 10. And I shared this with our folks this morning before at sunrise service. And I'm going to share it with you because I feel it is of utmost importance. Matthew chapter 28. And let me, let me read you verse number 10. This was after the, the, the folks had been to the grave and had been to the tomb and, and, and they didn't find Jesus there. Jesus said to them, this was afterwards, he said this, Do not be afraid. Go and tell. Go and tell. As I read that, I think of a challenge to me personally as your pastor. Understand me? As your pastor, I feel like that is a personal challenge to me from Jesus. Now, this is what I hope and pray, that you feel that that's a personal challenge to you as a body of believers. 
That that's a personal challenge that we're to go and tell. And here's how we're to go in three ways. One, we're to go affirming the suffering, death, and resurrection of God's own son, Jesus. So we're to go affirming. We're to go, secondly, joyously declaring the good news. And thirdly, we're to go boldly living the new life in Christ. We must never, ever, church, lose the significance of the resurrection. So I ask two questions in closing. Do our lives demonstrate that we serve a risen Savior? Now, see, you can answer that question. You can answer it. And guess what? If you deceive yourself, you're not deceiving God. Do our lives demonstrate that we serve a risen Savior? And lastly, do we possess the hope, the peace, the strength that the reality and the power of His resurrection gives His children? Do we? Do our lives demonstrate that we serve a risen Savior. Father, your word has been read, Lord God. The message has been shared. And now, Lord God, as we enter into a different form of worship, that of song, I pray, God, that you would continue to speak to our hearts. Use the choir. Bless them in a mighty way. We pray in your name. Amen.
the world, it says suffering and shame, but to us, it declares unspeakable love.
Heavenly Father, Lord, you have heard the message of salvation. You've heard the message. We've heard the message of the resurrection. We've heard so clearly this morning from your word, from song, that you died, that you were buried. But the third day you rose again. Lord, as we leave this place today, may we take that truth with us. Not only this day, but every day in which you give us breath. Have a great day. Happy Easter. Thank you so much for being here this morning.